everybody. I'm Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirituality, where we believe in personal growth through business success. Today, I'm joined with the wonderful Caitlin, uh, who's stepping in for Hallie today. We're super excited. We're going to be jumping into a wonderful conversation. I think Caitlin's going to add a lot of value to. So, Caitlin, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? Amazing, thank you. Awesome. So, um, I know that you had this question kind of sent into us. Uh, do you want to go ahead and kind of give the origins of this? Sure. So, a question that we had received was, you know, there's a lot of stress in my life going or happening that's not work related, um, and just the, I get think the question is, how do you continue when you have other things going on in your life to stay focused at work and is there a point where maybe it doesn't make a sense to stay focused at work? And I just can think of a lot of examples that we've talked about within our organization, just in general, that like people have stuff happening in their lives sometimes outside of work. And we talk a lot about work-life integration. So when there's something happening that is not work-related, um, what is the best path forward while still working at a high level in, in your business, on your business um, and just in general. Yeah, that's a, I think this happens at every level, whether you're, it's happening to you, meaning that you're having personal issues go through and you're just trying to show up for work. Um, and you, it's in, you almost like want to hide it. Like you're embarrassed to kind of show it or, um, you pretending that it doesn't exist, right. Especially at work and you go home and it just comes out wherever it is down there, or you're, you're outside events that you're not ashamed of. Like, you know, we've had this recently, I was coaching somebody through somebody, their organization lost their child. Um, and then, you know, at a very young age and, and very close and dear to them. And it's like, they actually went back and listened to our episode on, on, uh, on death as a way to kind of help them kind of facilitate that conversation. Um, but that was a question like, how do I, how do I help this person? Right. So you can, whether you're an owner or a leader or just another colleague, right. Of when these things show up, how do you support people? <clears throat> we had a, um, and I'll, I'll give you a, a real example. We had a, an, one of our leaders earlier this year um, had their daughter die at uh, at a very young age of in the, her early 30s. And of course, when I found the news, I picked up the phone and, you know, for a second before I called it, I'm like, what do I save this person? Right. They just lost their daughter. Like this just happened like a 12 hours ago. Like, what are they going to say? And there's a part of me that didn't want them to answer, right? If I'm honest, right? Because it was almost like you have to, what do you say to somebody like that? And so I just quickly just, I was like, that's your mind, dude. Like, let's go make the call. And so I hit send and they answered the phone, which I was shocked about. And I, I literally just said, hey, before you even say anything, I just want to let you know, I don't have the words to comfort you. And probably anything that I can say is probably not going to take the pain away that you're going through. But I just want you to know one thing, and that I'm here with you right now in this moment, feeling what you're feeling and helping you get through this. That's all I said. Because there wasn't, I mean, what are you going to give them a, I mean, you can do whatever you can do, but I just wanted them to know that I'm with them and I'm here. And it was quickly like, well, thank you. And, and it's time. And we talked through it. Like we, I, I asked him how they're, how he's doing, how is, what's the chatter going on in his mind right now and how that's going through. And we kind of worked through that. But I think people get really scared around death. People get really scared around issues at work, like personal issues with their spouse or their partner. Um, 
health issues that they're going through that no, they don't want anybody to know about. And it's like, it's not your fault for any of those, right? Even if it's just, it, it's, it's there, it's happening, right? It's like, if people have a fear or a like, complete side note, like fear or like or a preference or anything, it's not your fault, just it's there, so just work on it. It's the same thing in this is when people are going through these things, the worst thing to do is pretend that they don't exist whoever's going through it. So if you're listening to this and you're going through something, you got to find an outlet to share this outside of yourself. And it's not, you got to get out of the, the shame or the guilt or the frustration or the, the, the real of, of trying to fight reality of whether this is true or not. And just find somebody that you know is going to be there. You don't even looking for the answer necessarily. What you're looking for is for you to get this out. <laughs> it's like just, that's why people that are going through certain types of, you know, medical treatments or AA, or they're going through like a rehab program or whatever they're going through, they go in groups, right? They go into groups of people who are going through it so they can just, they don't have the answer for them. And I think that's the thing that I want people to take away from this is you don't have to have the answer. You just have to show up. And if you show up in those moments, that is the answer, because that is the light that you're giving to them so that they can actually be and get out and share and process the event. Because if you're not sharing that, you're not getting out, all you're doing is you're stuffing it down in, right? So if you're going through these things, by the way, if you took four people in a room, 75% of them are going through some challenge right now. And then in the next week, it may be 75%, but it may be a different group, right? It's like, I, I, 75% of people, if you took a large enough room, are going through different varying degrees of challenging, whether it's a financial challenge, whether it's a health challenge with maybe not their immediate family, but maybe a, a close relative. Maybe it's a, maybe it is a closer health challenge. Maybe it's a relationship problem that you're having that you're trying to work through that people just keep quiet because it's like, shh, nobody can know about the fact we're fighting. Like, it's like this weird thing that we just ingrain ourselves. That's like, because you're, you're so afraid. The reason why people do this, and this is what just can compounds the effect is that we're so afraid to share the authenticity of our lives because we're afraid that we're not going to be enough. And that's what it always comes down to is this fear of not being enough. But what is not enough is what you're actually referring to that's not enough is your ego. And that is this, your ego says, if you share that, people are going to look at you and you're not going to be loved or you're not going to be enough. That is the ego running that. And so what I always like to do in these situations, which is a good visual, is like taking that entire ego, which is again, is your collection of images, experiences, desires, all those things kind of packaged up together. And I like to hold it on a string 10 feet away from me and tell the world to come get it. And if you can just experience what that would feel like, take all of those things inside that you don't want people to know about, right? Like all of that personal ego, because when, when you don't want somebody to know about it, it's like Carl Jung said, it's like, what in the moment are you so afraid of that causes you to lie either to yourself or to somebody else? I don't mean like I stole the candy, I didn't steal the candy. I mean like really like the deeper lies to yourself. Like what is so fearful in the moment and what is afraid is the ego. And the ego goes, you can't share that. You can't say that. Nobody needs to know about those problems. And I'm not saying it's, I'm not talking about drama. There's a big difference between somebody going through a challenge and walking to work through it versus somebody showing up with drama from their challenge. <laughs> Two completely different things. There's no, there's no room for drama, right? This drama is just you wanting to be a victim or you wanting attention. That's a completely other topic. What I'm referring to and what the question really arises when there's deep challenges going on. And if you're in business, if you're an employee and you're leading other people or just in an organization that's large, they're going to be showing up. 
if people were to show up and you had 30 people in a room, again, I say this again, and you ask people to say, we're throwing our egos completely out the door. It's kind of like that analogy that you take everything, you bundle it up and you hold it outside and you tell the world to come get it. I mean, what would that feel like? What would the freeing feeling that you're not, just in that experience of me saying that, just you holding that out there, how free would you be, right? How would you just be able to just walk around undisturbed? Because it's like, oh, sure. Yeah, that's, that's true. And there's nothing, there's no resistance anymore. That's why people can just, they can just, there's nothing they can attack you by. And so therefore then what they do, since they can't attack you, guess what happens? They drop their guard. That's why when you wake up, it's the greatest gift to humanity. And waking up means that, means like removal of the ego, removal of trying to contain and control the worth that the ego says it needs by putting it out there. If you're able to put it out there like that, there's no longer this desire or this controlling mechanism or this voice that's inside your head that says, you can't share that with people. That can't be right. You just, and what you're really saying is it's not going to be enough. I'm not going to be loved. And that's what, and what is not enough is not you. You're the one listening to that. You're the one experiencing that. What you're saying is that my ego who's in there that I'm attached to won't be enough. And you know why? Because it's true. In that context, it's true. Because if you don't have, the ego only survives in the past, the future, or in contention. Remember that. Or in some goal attainment. It's the only place it has to be in contrast or going after something. You ever notice that? It can't be sitting still. That's why when we talk about going to your breath, going to your breath removes that. It just can't exist in that space. So a part of it dies. So when it actually says I won't be enough, it actually is true. <laughs> when you get far enough back, you just see this, that the ego actually does remove itself. It, it, it literally, it starts to erode. Like it's an icicle that's dripping. And each time that you show the light or each time you don't care that it's being out in the world, being looked at, it loses its energy on you. And as it loses its energy on you, that's when you become clear. So you become a clear being. You raise your level of consciousness because you're no longer sucked into listening to that. And you can start separating yourself. And at a certain level, you start getting to a point where it's just, you just, you can't wait for the next event to humble you <laughs> so that you don't go look for them. Trust me, right? You just, you don't need to look for them. Like it can be the simplest things. And as they do, you just, you just keep working on that and working on that. So that's all deeper than the original question, but I want people to understand where that comes from as to why they feel inadequate to actually share some of these things to go on. Again, I'm not talking about drama. I'm talking about finding an organization and finding people that are in your life that can be there with you and sitting with you. If you are a leader of an organization or a team and you're hearing this, I'm wondering like, how do you start kind of creating uh, culture of this or giving kind of permission to other people in your organization to show up in this way. And then on the flip side, if you're part, if you're an employee who's part of an organization where maybe this culture doesn't exist, is that something that you start helping contribute towards a culture of that because you start showing up in an authentic way yourself, even if you're maybe your leadership isn't doing that, like kind of looking at it from both sides of the coin there. Yeah. I mean, if, if your organization is one that fosters that, or it's not quite there, but you want to get it there is you have to start modeling that behavior, which means that you start being authentic. You start sharing with other people, some of the things and look, you don't have to, there's an elegance to how you share it, right? You don't just go like, just start just dramatizing on things. Right. And I don't know, I guess drama is the it doesn't even always mean drama. It just means like you don't show up every day and like, oh, you know, like my spouse was late 15 minutes again last night. Like, it's just crazy. I mean, that's just, that's not really a problem, right? It's just, it's, I mean, that's just you getting caught up and trying to find the little things. I mean, like, it's like, hey, my spouse said they want to move out. 
right? Like, and I don't know what to do and I need some help with this. That's different, right? And so I think you can, you know, and you, that may not be your nature to share that. You may not want to. So I'm not saying you don't share all that, but you can find somebody to share that with or share that with maybe inside your organization. As a leader though, what your job is to pay attention to people. And so you can start to see either from their performance or how they're showing up, right, in the business function of whether or not there might be something challenging them. And that's when I think if you're a leader, whoever your owner leading them or you're leading the that employee, that's when you maybe pull them aside and just say, Hey, Caitlin, I'm just curious. I just, I've just noticed you, you seem off a little bit. Is there something going on? And you instantly, based on their response, you'll know, <laughs> right? No, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing's, nothing's going on. No, it's not at all. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Wasn't sound right. I mean, you just know, then you're like, well, it doesn't sound it. Could there be something there that you want to just maybe talk about? And then, then people may throw a little hook out there, right? Like to see how safe it is, right? They'll be like, well, you know, we're just, you know, just some challenges at home or something along those lines. And you don't go, oh, I'm sure they'll work out, right? That's like the tendency is like people are like, I don't really want to get involved in that, right? It's like, I'm not talking about getting involved with drama. I'm talking about helping a human being solve some issues that are blocking them. And so there's that difference. You got to know. And so if they say that, then maybe you just dig a little deeper, like, well, hey, unpack that. Actually, yesterday I was on a call with, um, with one of our, um, one of our folks and, and I just got this sense that there was just based on their tone. I said, Hey, you know, how's it going in your personal life? And I really, rarely ever asked them that. And they threw a little hook out there and I just went, I said, well, unpack that for me more. And now that question, by the way, was, was another male and it was, it was, it was, um, very kind of more that masculine type energy that you would experience from a male. And so that was almost, it was very uncommon. It was actually courageous, if you will, to kind of ask that question to them because they, they may not necessarily, um, have expected that to come, but what it did, they paused for a second and then they went right into it and we got to the heart of the issue that was actually there. And then we spent the next 20 minutes actually coming up with solutions of what we could do there. And the tone changed. They, they, they got clarity. They got this, they just were able to get it out there. Right. And then we got an action plan together to be able to do those things. So when you, so from, if you're leading to answer that question, when somebody throws you a hook and they start to go down that path a little bit, to almost like tiptoe into the water to see if it's safe to talk to you about this. And they're genuinely want to talk to you about this. And hopefully everyone gets that point. So don't have to repeat anymore, not drama, but generally want to help with this then stop and pause and give them your attention. Look, if you if you want, if, if you don't want to deal with it, then don't ask them, right? Have somebody else, maybe you go to somebody else and say, hey, you know what? I noticed Caitlin really isn't doing that well. Can you have a conversation? That's fine too, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Just make sure somebody is putting attention on that who may be a better fit to have that conversation. So it may be you, it may be you going to another colleague that's there and say, hey, do you mind? I know you get along with Caitlin really well. Do you want to have a conversation with her to make sure everything's going okay? Um, and then and just let me know what you can let me know about on and they may come back and you find like, yeah, there is something going on, but you know, I can just tell you that we're working through it. And that's it. Right. You've done your job. If it may be you that goes, you know, Hey, I know this person really well and I know them. And so I'm going to pause, I'm going to pause and have this conversation with them right now, because if they're that important to you to have the conversation, they, whoever you're talking to should be the most important person in your life at that moment, because they are as you're interacting with them. If you don't have time to do that, then you just move on, but, um, or you don't start that. But once you're there, then you engage that conversation. So the two things there is one, find somebody to talk to them. If it's, if, if you're not the right person to communicate from there or, or, or have the time and I get it, like it, maybe it's more of an immediate thing and you need to have that done. Or if it is, then you do it yourself and make sure in either case, when people start throwing out these hooks, you, you create a 
safe space for them um, on these smaller, softer, easier hooks to grab into so that they feel more comfortable coming to you with larger ones. And then over time, the whole organization builds upon that and everyone starts to share a little bit more. They share a little bit more and you don't, you know, you're like a vault, right? It's like people put things in vaults. Like, so you just, you don't share that with anybody else unless they ask you to or give you permission to. You don't, um, even like their immediate supervisor, you wouldn't go over and give that information to unless you ask them ahead of time to do that. And, and, and again, you just start that process to allow people to, to unfold. And if you're an organization that is just, you're like, that would just never happen here ever. And like, I don't even want to even like, like show up like a minute late, like, cause it's just not like that. Then you need to either one, get a new job. Um, if you love your position that's doing there, that's great. Then you just need to find somebody outside to create this same environment. In either case, what you're doing is I don't want you storing this. As you're going through this, you need to not store this anymore and create any more some scars. You need to literally get this out, talk about it, get clarity around it, and start actually interacting with it so you can process the event. If you're going through this, if you don't process the event, if you don't accept the reality of the event of what's happening, whether you're having a financial problem, whether you're you're having a marital problem, whether you're having a job problem, right, whatever that, or health problem, you have to accept the reality of what's happening then you can actually get clear to start moving forward in whatever direction that's going to take you. And whatever outcome is going to show up from that, at least you're doing the best that you can be doing in the moment that you have to be doing the best at. And that's where I would start with all of those. Um, one question that comes to mind, if you are the person going through the experience, is there like a way to gauge that whether now is the right time to like double down and focus on your work because that's a healthy distraction for you. Or if you're actually like using work as an escape, like is there a way to kind of, um, if we're talking about work-life integration, like to make sure that, um, how you're showing up in a work is supporting your whole, the other aspects of your life that you're going through at the same time. Yeah, it's a great question. People may be going, well, you know what? There's some times in the morning, but I just have such a packed day. I just got to get through this. And I just, I don't have time for my feelings, right? Right, right. Look, I mean, ultimately the best thing to do would be to set yourself up for a practice every single day that is getting this out. So you don't have to be put in this situation like meditation, exercise, journaling, right? All practicing surrender. If you work on these things, then it never builds up to the same degree. If you don't have a dam, a pond doesn't build up. And so it's the same type of analogy here. If you, the first thing I would tell people is start working on that now. Like, I don't care if you just start with the meditation, you start with the journaling, you start with the gratitude, whatever technique that you decide to work with, you start now. So you stop building a reservoir of issues that are going to come flooding down someday, right? That build up there. Cause that's when you do distract distractions, like putting bigger boulders up. So you don't see the pond pond's still there right there are moments if you have been working on that and maybe you do have a very busy day and you're like i can't i need to focus on this fine take the day go concentrate on your work but doing it consciously knowing that okay i'm choosing not to address this right now and i'm scheduling time in my calendar for the next day or two or the weekend whatever it is to make sure that i bring this up and I need to have this conversation. So maybe it's it's the day is not the most important part. It's like it, you just there's too much going on. And I get it. Again, I, it's not the best solution. But if you're in that situation, know consciously what you're doing. I'm distracting myself. Okay, good. Right. I do that too. By the way, like sometimes there's things going on. I'm like I'm just gonna go for a run because I really don't want to deal with this right now. 
right? But I know I'm going to have to deal with it. And so typically what happens when I'm going through the run, I can usually start easing that back in and just start to deal with it during the run or during the exercise, during the during a meditation that I'm doing. So we do the same thing too, the outlets of there. And if it's not gone, I will sit with it or I'll do whatever I can to actually move it forward. Same thing here. Go do your work consciously, but then when you need to come back out of it, make sure you're using some sort of person, a group, journaling, meditation, some sort of exercise to release it. You need to experience the event. If you don't experience the event, it's going to be stuck in you. That's what a samskara is, right? Either you hold on to an event that you loved and you don't want to let go of it because you love the experience or you're pushing something away because you don't want to feel the totality of the experience coming through. So if you decide to consciously move one of those pieces, make sure you do whatever you can do to figure out a way to get that to process over the next hour, day, or week, whatever that is. But don't blindly put yourself away to that, to pretend that it's just going to go away on its own. It doesn't. It may go away for a year or two or 10 years. It'll come up at some point. <laughs> if it comes in there, it's going to come back up at some point or another lifetime. But you know, that's the, you just need to start working through some of those things. That's a, that's a wonderful question. That's hugely helpful. Um, I, I don't think I have any more questions, <laughs> but that from a perspective of both like leading other people and as an employee, I feel like that's really um, helpful information because everybody goes through challenges in life. Right. And I mean, I don't think you could possibly ever be in the work environment and not have something going on in your life. Um, I think too, if you practice this yourself, because look, you're the one that's going through the challenges too. It's not like you're, you were talking about in the context of, you know, of like helping people through this, but if you're going through it and you apply these things to yourself, then it becomes a natural byproduct to help other people go through this as well too. So as you work on yourself again, right, waking up is the greatest gift you can give to humanity because you actually become the vessel for other people to wake up, right? And, and by doing that, and you can, this is a smaller example of this, is by literally allowing yourself to process, to go through, to recognize when you're distracting yourself, to how you journey how you meditate and just showing up and being that individual to clear yourself when challenges show up, right? That you're acting from that way. Then you can recognize it in other people easier because you're, you're no longer trying not to see it, right? It's like, and people, if we don't experience it ourselves, when all of a sudden we see it going to somebody else, you kind of turn around, right? Like you start walking the other way because you don't want to go see what their problems are because you know, you got your own problems in there too, that are very similar. And if I start going down this path with this person, man, what's going to come up with me? So you actually, you lose the ability to help others because it's you're so closely tied to what they're going through. Now, if it's not something you're going through, then you're like, what's wrong with you? Just go through it. Like just, just beat up right there from there. But that's why if you just become a clear being, a clear human, right, you can actually communicate. It's one of the reasons why you can talk to a child so easily. And just because there's no resistance to what you're saying to them. They're not combating you. There's no negative energy there. They're just like, yeah, okay, well, that's great. Let's do this. Let's go play some, let's go play some dolls, right? Or whatever it is. And there's just clear because there's no, and that's what waking up is. That's why you going through this yourself puts you in the position to serve others the best way that you can do. And that's how you continue to show up by being and practicing this on yourself and working through this is so you can help recognize it with others. And as you've worked through it yourself, you can then share that experience with others in a very authentic way so that they grow, you grow from contributing, from contributing, from contributing to them. And then from there, they can actually take that in and allow that process to unfold in your work working with them to allow that experience to come through, then once you show them how to do it, then they've given them the gift of being able to do this the rest of their life. Because guess what? 
Life is not easy. I don't know if anybody got a little memo that's supposed to say this. It's not supposed to be. This is a perfectly designed system. It's not morally right or morally wrong. It just is. Life is just this system. It's like it set it up so it could work on itself. And you're here as part of you working on yourself. It's a perfectly designed system to not be the way you want it so you can work on yourselves. And that's what this is. This is the same thing with the relationships, right? This is one last piece relationships are not a contractual piece. They're not a, at least in my perspective, relationship isn't something you come in there. There is the roles we play. Like, hey, I need to pick up the kids over here. Yes, there's that. There's lightness to that role that you're playing as a co-parenting, right? I mean, it's not about, I need you to do this for me, right? That's not, I'm not talking about the light I need that from you. I mean, it's not a, somebody needs to show up a certain way. Relationships in business and in personal relationships are designed so that, this is a healthy relationship. It's like, okay, right? And my wife and I practice this <laughs> and my kids practice this. It's like we, whenever we've given each other permission so that when we uh, find ourselves being disturbed or our ego is showing up or that we feel you know, taken away by some anger or jealousy or that preferred place that we go to. Some people shut down, right? And don't say anything. Some people get angry and yell. Some people try to, you know, um, get jealous and, and find out what they're doing over there. Whenever we start to see this show up, another person, you go, Hey, I just want to let you know, like, I might, you might, you might just, you might just got triggered there, right? Like you, you, you might be acting from that space. And by the way, it takes a lot in that moment to be able to hear that from your partner <laughs> because that knows it, it feeds off your partners because it knows exactly what to say, what to do, how to act or what look to give to trigger that. So when you get triggered and your other partner is not triggered and they recognize that and you go, Hey, I think you just got triggered. Do you, you want to talk about it like that? I mean, you have to be seated and be willing to accept that pain to go through that but that's a relationship. You're working on yourselves. You're clear. You got to be careful of this because sometimes <laughs> you can get triggered and you're frustrated and you go, Hey, I think you're triggered <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because you're triggered because and then you want it to go on somebody else and you're just going there. But even if you don't get it perfectly right, if you just give each other permission, when you're clear <laughs> that you start seeing that show up, like in our, in our kids, we always, we, we've, sorry if your name Johnny, but like whenever my kids, like the ego starts taking over, we just I'm like, did Johnny just show up again here? Like Johnny's showing up, isn't it? Now all my kids are like, Johnny's showing up with Santa over here, dad. You might need to go have a conversation with her. Right. And, uh, and so we always kind of label these things as just outside names. You can use whatever name you want. The names are meaningless. It's just be able to, it's, I just want my kids to be aware of when they're not them, not them, like know thyself. Right. I want them to know thyself and how they get triggered. And of course, during it, they, they get angry and they maybe go upstairs, but they always come back and they're always smiling after. And like, and then in that clear moment, I go, and I usually always do this towards, towards um, bedtime because it's just a, a time where they just kind of relax and kind of get down there. I said, you know, when Johnny came out today, like, how'd you feel? It's amazing what they tell you. I mean, it is just beautiful. It's like, yeah, I just, I just wasn't myself, dad. I go, I know. Like, how did that make you feel? Well, not really good. Not good. And it's not like they're going to give you some philosophical, beautiful answer. It's just real words. Like, it didn't feel good right? Okay, great. Like the next time you see that, I want you to just kind of raise your hand or, or do some push-ups or flap your wings when it starts to come out and you see them kind of just doing some of these techniques versus like when they, when they get angry and you put them in a timeout, like you're not training your kids or teaching your kids how to actually interact with the world. You're just 
they're not going to put themselves in. That's why I don't get timeout. Like they're not going to put themselves in timeout when they're 18. Right. Like though, like now as a parent, I love to go take a timeout sometimes. Right. Like, Hey, put that me in there. And I get it. Like there's times I, I do put my kids in timeout. I, and I'm not saying I don't, but when I put them in there, I said, when you go in the timeout, I want you to take some deep breaths, real deep breaths, box breathing, like breathe in for seven, hold for seven, out for seven, hold out for seven and repeat at least 10 times. And once you're done that, you can come out. So it's not long. I'm just putting in there and giving them a technique that they can use so that they can actually work on themselves so they're doing this. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying it's right, but it's, and I'm not going to, you know, get it right, but I'm just trying to bring that awareness of how they work on themselves and giving them techniques so they can use these throughout life. And it's the same thing as a business or as an employee, you're going through challenges, no matter what the challenges are. Again, we've kind of labeled those out, give people the techniques and give people the space and the presence so that they can use these and actually build upon their life through these challenges instead of just actually just trying to fight them the whole time and manage them. You just go through it with them and give them the techniques so they can actually grow as a human being. Well, thanks for hanging with us today again. Um, if you are uh, inspired by this, you like this content, uh, please share it. I get it too. Like leaving reviews is kind of a pain in the butt. Like I it was, we were just talking about like how even the ones I really like, I'm not sure I even left a little review, but I'm gonna make sure I do. I actually have left a couple reviews on, on some sites, but um, maybe just don't leave a review because you just don't want to deal with it, but share it, right? Share an episode. It takes two seconds to share an episode. So if you like this episode, find one or two people right now that you think they can enjoy this and go ahead and share the episode. We greatly appreciate getting our message out there. 